welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Uh, my name is Rick McClatchy. I'm a staff pastor at the Rocky View campus of Manor House, Portland, Oregon, the greater Portland metro area and down in Eugene. Uh, check out more information about the church out at manorhouse.church. Um, the purpose of the Growing Faith Podcast is really just to train, equip, release uh, all of what I like to, I don't know, I try not to be offensive about it, but just the the quote unquote average Joe, you know, the just regular Christian in the seats of the church to equip them to do the work of the ministry. Because I really believe that, um, that that's, that's what we're, we're supposed to be about the work of Jesus. And so um, sometimes that can be really daunting and intimidating thing. And so here at the Growing Faith Podcast, our heart is to uh, bring content, bring people um to you to be able to answer those questions, to begin to um, help remove fears and obstacles and uh, calm down the anxiety that might come as you think about things like sharing your faith and helping people grow in discipleship and uh, leading a small group and all of those different pieces. And so um, again, uh, we started a conversation uh, recently with my friend Roisin Welsh, who is also a staff pastor uh, over at the 217 campus of Manor House. And so she's one of my coworkers, and she is phenomenal to work with. She has such a heart for discipleship, a heart for the church. Um, man, you, there's, there's hardly any equal to you, Roisin, honestly, in those areas. And so an honor to have you on. Welcome onto the podcast today. How are you today? Thanks, Rick. I'm doing well. Thank you. Sweet. So we started talking last time we had you um, about this foundations curriculum. We first talked about um, the importance of foundations, like why are we even talking about this? And then two, we kind of walked through the, the steps, I think it's six steps in that process. Um, and so, you know, very easily, especially if you're someone kind of from Main House, we're, we're all about curriculum. We're all about kind of the class. And so it can be very easy for us to then throw this whole conversation into a classroom setting, into follow these six easy steps. And we're talking about this idea of discipleship and kind of as we were, you know, talking to each other before the episode started, um, we were talking about, you know, what if we, if we start somebody on um, step D in a process, but they don't know steps A, B, and C, um, nobody will ever use the tool. <laughs> like nobody will ever step into it. So we have this great information and tool available to help in the process of discipleship. But um, do people know how to get there? And so today, I just wanted to take some time with you to potentially walk people through A, B, and C. Like, what does A, B, and C look like? How do I know who I gather? And then once maybe I've gathered, then how does that start? What's the conversation even look like? And then um, how often do we need to meet? And what is this, you know, what's the feel of the meetings, all that kind of stuff. So um, maybe, maybe we start with the, I think, I think people are most daunted uh, with the, the task of identifying the who, like, who, how do I, how do I gather people? So maybe we jump in on that topic. Fire away, Captain. <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I'm super excited we're talking about it today. You know, I think of my own journey and my relationship with God and, and how I needed people along the way to help connect the dots. 
you look at the Bible as a whole and you think, wow, that's a big book. Where do I even begin? And the process of discipleship is actually coming to know Jesus, but helping others along the way. You know, I still think I'm, I'm still a disciple. You know, I, I was born again at the age of 18. Um, I'm now 36. And I mean, that's half my life, right? Uh, but yet I'm still being discipled. I'm still meeting up with someone regularly to go through the Bible together. Now, I, I, even though I'm in a staff pastor role, I don't claim to be an expert in the Bible. I don't claim to be an expert disciple or a discipler. That's why I recognize we're all on a journey and um, we are called to go on a journey ourselves and to help others on a journey. And so the whole thing with discipleship, I think it stems first from relationship. There are people in our lives that God has already placed strategically along our path. We talked on a previous podcast about, you know, stretcher bearers, that people in our lives that, that actually are positioned by God and we just recognize it as being people that God places in our life to help us along the way. And they're people that serve different functions in our lives. They relate to us differently. Some are more mentors, some of them are peers, some of them we are leading as well. And um, there are there are gaps in our own foundation that God wants us to identify and actually with the help of others to fill in those gaps. And we help other people to even see the gaps in their own, you know, in their own journey. And, um, and through the curriculum, which I shared last week, the foundations curriculum, the goal is that at least the basic foundations of faith will be put in. And each year I come back to these foundations. Actually, every semester I come back to these foundations because I know that the the foundations um, are so essential for me, for my walk with God, um, that we do that. So really what I want to talk about today, Rick, is the idea that discipleship is intentional. Yes, it can kind of happen um, from, you know, it can kind of coincidentally happen in some cases, but for the most part, we need to be intentional about it. Um, I think about the relationships that I have, uh, they are intentional. Um, They're with a purpose. And uh, when we recognize that God, um, the way he plays a part in our relationships, it's not random, it's actually strategic, and it's always with purpose. The people that we have in our lives, there's a purpose to it. So. Yeah, that's, that is so good. Um, I, I love where you're talking about how you yourself are still a disciple. Um, and, and I remember, I remember being in college just a couple of years ago. And um, we talked about the people that really lead and succeed are people that continue to take the posture of a learner that, that mm-hmm. you don't ever just now feel like you've arrived because as soon as you feel like you've arrived you stop learning you stop growing and and certainly in the kingdom of god you know the kingdom of god is always advancing and so if we're not advancing if we're not growing then we're kind of getting left behind for where the kingdom of god is going and so just such an uh, important piece there and so um so I'm so I'm just average Joe uh, Christian that attends uh, two seventeen campus, and you've you've walked me through this um, this material, and I'm thinking, wow, this is really great. Like I think I'll personally grow uh, from this material, and I and I definitely agree with you that I need to be intentional. Um, but I'm but I'm like now okay, 
how, what do I do? Like, what would be your first, like just bare bones, super basic encouragement to someone that, that meets with you, you know, I like to say in the lobby, <laughs> it's like so far away right now, as far as like how long it's been since we've met together. But let's say they meet with you on Facebook. I don't know. And they're, they're asking you like, what's my first step, Roisin? Like, what do I do? Mm. How do I, how do I know who to talk to and who to gather? Cause uh, I don't know. I feel like most of my friends have it figured out. Like they're all, they all go to church and we're all, you know, maybe they're all in small groups, you know, but uh, I, I do recognize and I feel this hunger in my heart to be intentional. What, what steps should I take? So I want us to think of this concept of each one reach one that we, we're not to kind of um, think that we have to make, you know, 12 plus disciples all at one time that um, the person that's that we approach in the lobby or even in the park, like a lady I met in the park a couple of weeks ago, I approached her and had a conversation with her and we've been catching up over the phone ever since about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so I think I have begun to understand that um, God literally brings people toward us and it's either our opportunity to then disciple them or to help connect them with another person to disciple them. And so I'm bringing curriculum and, and tools that we can use to, to help in that process. But we've also got to be equipped and ready to do it. Um, you know, discipleship is about journeying with someone and their relationship with God. It's about pointing them to Jesus and then helping them to follow Jesus and then helping them to help others follow Jesus. It never should end with that person. That's why I mean to say intentional, because as I'm taking people through this curriculum, as I'm taking people through other tools like the Purple Book as well, I'm actually telling them from the start, hey, once we finish this tool, or even halfway through, you're going to be making disciples. I'm going to teach you how to make disciples. So I'm, I'm, I'm investing into you, but I also expect you to invest into others. They know that up front, so it's not a scary concept at the, at the end of our, you know, of that particular curriculum. Um, I think just going back to what you were saying about the, the person in the lobby that comes up to you, first ask God, Lord, am I the one that you want to help this person to connect to? There are, there are a number of people in our church who would jump at the opportunity to disciple another person. Um, or, you know, uh, are you you know, it's, it's God saying, okay, this is, this is your moment. This is your time. This is the person. And what I commit to is a weekly commitment. So I say, Hey, look, can we meet up for a, a 30 minute to 40 minute time over coffee? It normally goes longer. It normally goes up to about an hour, but I don't, I don't often go beyond an hour. Because I feel like in the time that you have, you can be intentional. Um, and as you're meeting up with that person, you're getting to know them. You're asking about their family. You're asking them about their journey. And um, it's really a, a relationship, an authentic relationship, where you are intentional to actually help them know what their next steps are. And so my role is to help equip people to know how to do that well. And um, so right now, I think we, we're trying to, bring that culture into Manor House and to, to help people know that it's not as hard as you think. It's really just about making a friend and helping them to follow Jesus. Wow. Um, that, <laughs> that's like um, one of those moments where you're like, is this just too good to be true? Um, that, that really kingdom work could be that simple. 
make a friend and help them help them follow Jesus? Like, absolutely. Is that really, is that really it? We all get because, to be a part of it. Yeah. No, that's genius. And and really, I think um, it's helping people understand, right? That I don't have to be. Um, I don't have to find necessarily like the diamond in the rough. You know, I think of if if you're a I got four girls and so we're always watching princess movies, you know, so, so we watch Aladdin, you know, with uh, princess Jasmine and, and so um, what's his face Jafar is like looking, you know, for the diamond in the rough, you know, and so he's just going through person after person. That's not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And then he finds, you know, the one that uh, doesn't look like the one, you know, but he's the diamond in the rough. And so finally he can try to accomplish his purposes. Um, is that actually we don't even have to necessarily be like looking for the diamond in the rough because everybody is called, anybody that is already following Jesus is called to be a disciple and to be a disciple maker mm. um, and really to be a disciple maker maker. <laughs> uh, so. Absolutely. It should multiply. <laughs> yeah. Come there's on. just a so. couple of, there's just a couple of key things I think we need to remember in, in approaching discipleship. So a couple of key things are, first of all, relationships. So you've got to count the cost before you go into a relationship to make a disciple. You need to count the cost. Do I have time to do it? Now we all have time to do it, but there's a commitment involved in meeting up with that person. Don't be a person that goes, yeah, yeah, yeah let's meet. And then doesn't show up. That's one of the, I think one of the, the, the most you know, the, the thing that I see happen a lot is someone will commit and then they won't turn up. And that's so heartbreaking for that other person who is literally, you know, trying to take their next step. And then if we don't hold up our part of the agreement, then it's devastating for them. And they might actually end up walking away entirely if we don't actually agree to do what we've said to, that we would do. That's integrity, isn't it? That's the basis of our integrity is actually following through. That's the first step. The, the second is it actually that we should consider. So as a, as a female, if a guy approaches me um, and wants discipleship, I'm not going to be the person offering that relationship. A number of reasons, obviously. Um, I don't want the lines to be blurred in that relationship. And I want the best for him. So I'm going to then pair him up with a man who I trust, who has a a good understanding of, of God's word and uh, who can commit to meeting up with him. So I'm already at 217 campus looking for those people that I can connect others to. And sometimes we need to remember, sometimes it doesn't, we, 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 there's for whatever reason, sometimes personalities don't quite align. Sometimes it doesn't feel right. So I'm checking in with that person. Hey, how's it going? Meeting with that person. Okay. So any challenges there? Okay. Then I'll, I'll talk to both of them and then, um, you know, maybe help them find another person to meet up with. Um, that's only happened a few times where I've had to be involved, but most of the time I just sort of empower people to continue those relationships and then also um, help them to find a group. So it's not just one anchor they have in their lives, but multiple anchors. I think in order for a person to grow in their relationship with Jesus, it requires more than one person. It requires a village, right? You know, that saying it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a, takes a church to raise a disciple, doesn't it? It takes a, a people. It takes a body of Christ to actually raise disciples um, and then the pressures off one person uh, and it actually is, is a, is a combined team effort. That's awesome. So 
just to recap that it's, it is a matter of relationship. So we're not just engaging in a curriculum. We're not just teaching a class and sending people along their way, but we are engaging in a relationship. And, and so because of that, relationships are messy and quite often inconvenient. Um, and so I, I love what you're saying is from, from the outset, count the cost. And, and that's a, that's a Jesus thing, right? You know, lay down your life, pick up your cross and follow me. So this kind of does butt heads with the American do whatever the heck you want. You know, you're the boss of you look out for number one. Um, it, this is, you know, where if we want to lead people in kingdom living, we have to understand kingdom principles and being, being one that lays down our lives for other people and being one that picks up our cross to follow Jesus is a good, is a first step where we have to be following Jesus to help people follow Jesus. And so I love, I love that point. I think that's really, it's worth saying again and again, count the cost. You know, Jesus said, you know, they got the guy that he, he went out to build the tower and got halfway done and ran out of money. And then he just sits there and crumbles and everybody comes by and looks at the half done the half done tower and just kind of gawks at it. Now I say like, we don't want to be like the leaning tower of Pisa where I don't know what the original purpose of that building it was, but boy, it sure is funny looking, you know? And so uh, maybe we can make money off of people staring at it. So, um, but, uh, and then being a, being a person of integrity when we have committed to that, to stick to it and follow through, um, and recognizing that it won't always be easy. And that doesn't mean that stuff can't come up and you can't, you might have to reschedule periodically because life is real, but make sure that you treat it as something vital. Um, I, I think that your um, girl, girl to girl, guy to guy type of dynamic is critical for people to understand. Um, especially, you know, maybe it feels like it doesn't need to be said, but especially for, for married people, um, if you were to start into a context where you're kind of helping somebody grow in their relationship with Christ, the emotional ties that can happen can be really unhealthy, really, really fast. And, um, and then love, you know, obviously as a small groups pastor, I love the point of helping them find a group that they're not just, um, they're not just connecting with this one person and then potentially developing this unhealthy level of dependence because I think that's an important part is that we're not trying to get them to look to us right we're trying to get them to look to Jesus so we're not trying to get them to follow us we're trying to get them to follow Jesus um, mm-hmm. that that's such an important thing and so now let's um, let's talk for a minute to the person that that they've been a part of an accountability group you know they they've been a part of this thing where pretty much they got together and they spent 45 minutes to an hour every week. Like they, they're hearing you say those words and they're having flashbacks. They're having some potential PTSD episodes right now because all they remember is um, kind of getting browbeaten a little bit on the things that, uh, that they were doing wrong. You know, like they had some sin patterns in their life or whatever, Um, you know, for guys that, you know, it's purity stuff, right? Like, are you keeping your, your, your mind in the right place? Are you not looking at things you shouldn't be looking at, et cetera, et cetera. And so those types of groups can actually, like they're well-intentioned, but then they end up breeding kind of this like, ugh, and mm. turn people turn people off from this group dynamic or relationship dynamic that could be really, really good, but if it's mm. misused. So talk to me a little bit about 
how do you, how do you see the the structure and the feel of those meetings? What does that look like? Yeah, I, I have to, you know, admit, Rick, when I first came to Christ, I was mentored by a person that was extremely, um, I would say, heavy handed in terms of using their Bible to hit me across the head. <laughs> I have had my fair share of that. And so I know what not to do now, I think, in discipleship, whereas uh, really discipleship stems from love, love for that person and love uh, for Jesus in your relationship. And um the key thing with discipleship is you're following Jesus first. So you understand what it means and which direction to help the other person pointed. And I, I think we're more signposts in, in our role as, as coming alongside people. We're, we're pointing people to Jesus. We're helping, like helping them to see maybe their blind spots and, and kind of bringing them in. Um, but I, I have to say what the point that you made before about we, we're not there to be Jesus to them. We're not there to, to rescue them in a sense. We're actually there to coach, to care and develop, if you will. You know, we're, we're there to actually help empower them in their own relationship with Jesus and, and modeling first what that looks like. It comes down to authenticity. If you're an authentic Christian, meaning that you are just you know you're you're a follower of Jesus you're you're already cultivating a relationship with Jesus yourself then out of the overflow of your relationship with Jesus that's what people are going to see and that's what they're going to follow the tools help to make it somewhat structured so you know what to kind of share but your life will speak more than your words and so in your relationship with someone, it's really important first you're modeling an authentic relationship. It's not your job to change someone. It's not your job to convict them of their sin. You know, it's not your job to point out, you know, all the things that they're doing wrong. I see my role as, a, as someone in discipleship is actually caring for that person enough to share with them things that I see in their lives and then pointing them in a, in a way to, to Jesus, you know, pointing them to the word, Hey, you know, as a disciple of Christ, let's do this together. These are the areas. Let's look at these together. So, um, yeah. And it takes practice. It's something that we continually need to practice. That's why we, we need to continue to make disciples because we're going to get better at making disciples the more we practice. What would you say is like, um, I mean, vulnerability is an important part of this process. Um, do you have any thoughts to speak towards the idea of healthy levels of vulnerability compared to maybe, is there a point where vulnerability goes into an unhealthy level? And um, how do you, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, that's a really good point. I tend to meet pe with people at coffee shops or in settings where it's light, it's not intense, you know, unless I'm really close to that person, I'll have them in my home in the early stages of discipleship. Now we've, we've been friends for a while, absolutely have them over dinners, things like that, because that's how you grow in relationship, right? You meet and eat together, you know, you share, do life together. Um, but I, I think it's, it's important for them to feel like there's a neutral kind of space so you know like where, where they can feel like they can just relax and, and it's not you know you're in an equal kind of position 
Um, but regarding transparency and vulnerability, I share with people my testimony. I think it's really important that people know that, um, you know, we're not perfect, that uh, we've also been on a journey, but um, we are, each day as we follow Jesus, we become more like him. So, you know, that that's key for people to see that we've gone on a journey and that we continue to journey with Jesus. Um, another important uh, thing is that... Uh, if you know that that person is struggling in certain areas um, and maybe you've struggled with them in the past, you know, use wisdom there. And maybe I, I often run things by the person and I've got a couple of people that speak into my life. Um, I run things by that person and just say, Hey, would this be appropriate to share with this person? Um, and I do that because sometimes you think that it's, it's fine to share everything, but some things aren't necessarily appropriate or um, may cause that person to stumble in a particular way. And so um, I think, so just in a general sense, I think it's really important to be real, be authentic, share your story with that person, don't hide things, uh, but also be wise in, in discerning what is needed in that setting. Um, and maybe if, it, if you're unsure about it, run it by someone you trust first and then share it. Hopefully that... Um, yeah, hopefully that answered your question, Rick. Yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of needing to continue to check our heart when we're thinking about sharing something. You know, are we are we sharing it uh, because we're trying to like paint some kind of picture about ourselves, or are we sharing something that we truly believe is going to point someone to a closer walk with Jesus? And yeah. so, if this if the story ends up if the <laughs> if the sharing ends up being more about me and less about Jesus, maybe my heart in the sharing is a little bit misguided and that might be the thing yeah. that needs, needs to be adjusted. And so I think that help this tends to be a helpful filter for me um, is, you know, why, why am I sharing this? <laughs> you know, uh, cause I love to tell stories. I love to be funny. I love to, you know, kind of be entertaining in the process uh, but sometimes what that turns into is uh, talking a little bit too much about myself and kind of forgetting what the original point was, you know. And so, um, man, uh, this has been really good stuff. I I think that it just, I, I don't know, I feel like we've taken a crack at filling in steps A, B, and C in this process um, that helps even make the accessibility of the foundation's material that much more helpful and, and I love that thing that we kind of landed on there at the end is is it, it requires that you be a model that the first most important part of being one that is going to make disciples is that you are first a disciple and that you you reproduce what you are not what you say and that if we remember that if we remember that principle, then then we will. <laughs> and that's why being a discipler is so important. Is such like Jesus knew we needed that accountability. We needed that pressure because otherwise we tend towards slacking off and, and laziness or whatever. And so when we know that we're going to be um, kind of held accountable because we're working with someone and we don't want to make ourselves a liar. It actually helps us grow and, uh, and stay more consistent. So um, awesome. Roisin, thank you so much again for taking time today to be a part 
of, of this uh, of this podcast. I, I'm honored really to have you a part of it. And um, so kind of just that quick recap, remembering that we're all still a disciple. We're taking the posture of a learner. Um, intentionality would be kind of the, the word of the day. If we want to be effective um, disciples, so you know, obviously to follow Jesus, we got to be intentional. It's not just going to whoops a daisy. I'm a disciple, you know, we're not just going to wake up one morning more like Christ. We have to intentionally pursue becoming more like Christ. Um, and, and then the same with being a discipler. We have to make these relationships intentional. On that note, recognizing that it's as simple as each one reach one. Take the time and ask the Lord, who? Who would you have for me? to reach out to, to start the process. And then just open your eyes and look for who God will bring your, in your path. And then it's weekly, 30 to 40 minutes, maybe an hour at the tops, make a friend, help them follow Jesus. Remember this is a relationship. So jumping into it, we need to count the cost. We need to be a person of integrity. We need to kind of keep, keep the scenario, girls helping girls, guys helping guys and then help them find a group. And again, it bears restating, be a model in the process. Do as I do, not just what I say. And so um, thank you again, Roisin. Um, Thank you, listening audience. Appreciate you being a part of this journey. It is our privilege, our honor really, to be a part of the Growing Faith Podcast and bring resources and help to you. Um, each and every week. I love it if you can like and share and rate and comment on the podcast to help us uh, grow the number of people that are aware that we exist. That would be super fun. And I just invite you to join us again next week as we put out another episode. And uh, it's our heart that this week you would just take, take one step. Take one step in your journey to becoming a discipler Um, And again, if you'd like to have more of this information of the foundation's material, feel free to reach out to me at rickm at manahouse.church. It's at that same place. You can let me know any comments, any questions you might have about the episode or about the podcast in general, and any ideas of future podcast episodes, things you'd love for us to dig into and cover. We would love to make sure that material and the subject matter that we cover is most helpful to you. So please uh, feel free to connect with us and engage with us in that way. With that, we just say a big hearty God bless you and may you have the most amazing day.